Commence were there in Second Chronicles 17. And of course, before I begin, I want to thank Pastor Jimenez for the opportunity to preach. It's always an honor to get to be asked to preach behind this pulpit, so thank you, Pastor, for that. And so we're there in 2 Chronicles 17, look at verse number 1 again. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat, was, his son, reigned in his stead and strengthened himself against Israel. And here in 2 Chronicles 17, we re- read about a good king, King Jehoshaphat. And it says there in verse 2, And he placed forces in all the fenced cities of Judah, and set garrisons in the land of Judah, and in the cities of Ephraim, which Asa his father had taken. And of course, coming into the kingdom, you'd figure, of course, this king, Jehoshaphat, is going to want to strengthen himself, make sure that the kingdom is strong, make sure that he's strong, that they're fit for whatever battles are coming ahead in his kingdom. But in verse 3, we see a phrase that we should all want to be said of us, that is said of this man, Jehoshaphat. In verse number 3, the Bible says this, notice, and the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. And this is one of those phrases that really should stick out to you in the Bible. It seems that the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. You know, as you read through the books of the Kings, the books of the Chronicles, you see all sorts of kings. You know, some kings are better than others. There are some kings who are bad kings, who are wicked kings, right? But there are some good kings in the Bible. And here we see that the Lord was with Jehoshaphat, that Jehoshaphat was a good man, that the Lord was with him. And this is something that we should all desire in our life. And you should desire for the Lord to be with you in your life. You know, in Psalm 16, don't turn there, but David said this. David said, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. You know, all of us should desire in life to always have the Lord to be with us. And the reality is, look, the Lord is not with everyone. But you in your life, you should desire for the Lord to be with you. And look, the Lord desires to be with you. Keep place in one chapter back, chapter 16, look at verse number 9, 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9. A famous verse in verse 9. I like this verse. Just one chapter back, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. It says, To show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Here we see God's desire. His eyes are scouring the earth, running to and fro throughout the whole earth, waiting, just looking for someone, looking for the right heart to show himself strong. See, God desires to be with you in your life. And look, we should have that same desire. And we see Jehoshaphat, man, who the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. And this morning, I want to show you the reason the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. I want to show you the result of the Lord being with, with Jehoshaphat. And I want to show you the responsibility of the Lord being with Jehoshaphat. So this morning, I want to begin with the reason. You know, why was the Lord with Jehoshaphat? Well, verse number three, again, the Bible says this. It says, notice, and the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. You say, why? Notice, it says, because. You know, what's the reason? Because he walked in the first ways of his father David, and sought not unto Balaam. You say, why was God with this man, Jehoshaphat? Why will God be you in your life? Well, Jehoshaphat here says, this, he walked in the first ways of his father, David. And notice, he didn't seek unto Balaam. Meaning the way that Jehoshaphat lived his life, it was not a worldly life. Jehoshaphat wasn't out there seeking, how does the world live? How does Egypt live? How does Balaam live? How does the course of this world live? See, Jehoshaphat walked in the first ways of David, his father. And verse number four, notice, but notice, but sought to the Lord God of his father and walked in his commandments. You know the word walk? It means to act or to live or to behave, to pursue a particular course of life. And look, you know if this is true in your life, you know whether or not you are walking in the ways that God would have you to walk in, in a manner that is pleasing to the Lord. See, Jehoshaphat, notice, he sought to the Lord, how? By walking in what? In his commandments and not after the doings of Israel. 
You see, sometimes we tend to spiritualize the Bible a little too much sometimes. See, the, the, the application, the simple thing for you to seek the Lord, for the Lord to be with you. See, how is the Lord going to be with you when you in your life choose to walk in accordance to the commandments of the Word of God? Amen. You see, how do you seek the Lord in your life? Look, you got to wake up every day and pray for God's will in your life. Pray, Lord, what would you have me to do today? How would you have me to live today? And when you pray, you should do like Jehoshaphat, who walked in his commandments. But obviously, you must learn the commandments. How's that done? That's done through your Bible reading, through you reading the Word of God. Not just that, but it's done when you come to church and you hear pastor preach the Word of God unto you. You know, you learn what the Bible says. And not just that, but then you make decisions based on the Bible. You decide to walk in his steps. See, seeking the Lord is a choice you make by the actions that you do every single day. And we see Jehoshaphat starting off his kingdom but what does he do? God blesses him. God, God's with him. Why? Because he's choosing to seek the Lord. Go to Proverbs 3, if you want, Proverbs chapter number 3. You see, why, what's the reason? Why was the Lord with Jehoshaphat? Well, because Jehoshaphat walked in the ways of the Lord. And you and your life, you got to just decide to seek the Lord in all things. Go to Proverbs 3. The Bible says in Lamentations, it's Lamentations 3, don't turn there. The Bible says, the Lord is good. You say unto who? Unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. The Bible says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Seeking the Lord is a choice you make every single day, but it's an action that you do. It's not just this fuzzy feeling you have in your heart. No, it's a choice when you decide, you know what, I'm going to do what the Bible tells me to do. Proverbs 3, verse 1, notice what the Bible says. It says, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. You say, why, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about my ne- thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Here we have a father, David, speaking to his son Solomon, another good, great man of God, saying, my son, look, would you learn the commandments? Would you obey the Bible? This is something that every father should tell his child, that would you please read the word of God, learn the word of God. Let me show you what the Bible says. Let thine heart keep my commandments. Look, when pastor comes to church, he preaches the word of God. He, he wants us, he desires for us to seek the Lord. How? By hearing the preaching, retaining the commandments, but not just that, but also walking in those ways. Verse four, so, notice, so shalt thou find good favor and good understanding, notice, in the sight of God and man. See, here we have a man who the Bible's, the, the Lord is gonna be with this man. And in verse five, you know this verse. It says, notice, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It says, and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know, when you trust the Lord, trusting the Lord is when you decide to take an action that you don't know how it's going to come out. You know, I had an idea of doing what's called the trust fall. I was going to have some men, you know, I was going to do a little dive out there. But you think about that. You fall backwards and you're hoping. You don't know if they're going to catch you or not. You're hoping they're going to catch me. And trusting the Lord in your life is when you decide, you know what, I'm going to obey, do what God wants me to do. And you don't know what the outcome is going to be. You don't know if it's going to hurt you or help you. you don't, you're afraid maybe. But what do we tend to do? It says, and lean not unto thine own understanding. When we choose to make decisions in life based on how we think or feel, based on what my heart tells me, or I think this is right, or I feel my own understanding tells me this is right. But no, the Bible says, no, it's trust in the Lord. How is it done? It's done by you retaining the word of God in your mind, in your heart. You're reading the Bible, obeying the commandments. Look, when you know you should be doing something because God tells you to do, and you don't want to do it, you end up doing it because you trust in the Lord. 
You see, why was God with Jehoshaphat? Well, Jehoshaphat was a man who walked in the first place of David, his father. See, David taught his sons, like Solomon, down to Jehoshaphat to obey the word of God. What a godly lineage. What a godly heritage. But not just that. He says he sought not unto Balaam. The choices he made was not based on what does the world want me to do. No, it's what does the Bible say? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. In everything you do in life, it says acknowledge him. You know, even you young people, you know, you, you teenagers, you know, you may not understand why your parents or your pastor doesn't want you to watch certain things or have certain things on your phone. You may not understand it, but look, you need to just acknowledge that, you know what, maybe God's trying to protect me here. Amen. Even, even as adults, look, as adults, look, we should acknowledge God in all our ways. Look, just because we're grown, you know, physically doesn't make us wiser. You know, being, being older in age doesn't magically make you smarter in life. Right. You know, I would like to think that, but that's just not true, you know? But you know what? In life, we should, we should always just acknowledge him in all our ways. Every choice that we make, it should be, you know, what, is, what does God think of this? Would God want me to watch this right now? Would God want me to drink this right now? To smoke this right now? Me even saying that should just be obvious. Right. Would God, where would God want me to be on Saturday morning when, I, when I'm not working? when I could be out there preaching the gospel, when I could be out there with God's people, where would God want me to be on Sunday morning, on Sunday night, on Wednesday night? Where would God want, how would God want me to direct my family? You know, the choices we make, everything we do in life should be filtered through the word of God. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And notice, and he shall direct thy paths. You say, what does it mean for the Lord to be with you? Well, the Lord is with you when you start to make choices in accordance to what the Bible says. And notice, and he shall direct thy paths. See, it's not you leaning into your own understanding. Well, this is what I want to do in life. No, it's God with you, directing you in your life. It says, notice, be not wise in thine own eyes. See, oftentimes we lean into our own wisdom and our own understanding. But the opposite, we should be leaning into what the Bible says and trust in the Lord, whether or not we think it's right, whether or not it feels good or not. Well, what does the Bible say? And if the Bible says it, then we just do it. Why? Because we want God to be with us. So in your life, you got to ask yourself, you know, what choices are you making in life? And look, all of us should be making choices based on what does God want me to do, based on what the Bible says. And we have a man, Jehoshaphat, who the Lord is with him. Why? Because he walked in accordance to what the commandments were. Go back to 2 Chronicles 17. You see, why was Jehoshaphat with, why was the Lord with Jehoshaphat? Well, because he walked in the ways of the Lord. He sought the Lord God of his fathers. And look, God wants to be with you in your life. When you choose to, on purpose, seek the Lord, seeking the Lord is an action that you take. It is a choice that you make in your heart. Look, you and your mind and your heart, you got to decide today to seek the Lord in your life. It's a choice that you make. It's in Chronicles 17, look at verse number six. Notice what it says about this man, Jehoshaphat. Notice it says, and his heart was lifted up. You know, we read that verse, and you know, throughout the Bible, that's, that's a negative verse. When you see, man, this person's, this person's lifted up, you know, when we say that, what do we mean? We mean that they're full of pride, that they're full of themselves. All they do is they just think about themselves. They're consumed with themselves. It's all about what I want in life. But Jehoshaphat, notice his heart, yeah, it was lifted up. But it says, in the ways of the Lord. You know, what, what, is, what a great statement of this man. People, you know, people who are lifted up, what do they talk about themselves? What do they consume with themselves? It's all about themselves. It's all about their life and what, what, what they can get in life, what they can achieve in life. But Jehoshaphat, his heart was lifted up 
It was full of the ways of the Lord. Meaning when he talked to him, all he was consumed with, what does the Bible say? What does God want me to do? He was proud and arrogant. I'm not arrogant, but he was proud, lifted up in the ways of the Lord. That's something we should, we should do. It's a choice that we make in our heart. Go to 2 Chronicles 19, if you would. 2 Chronicles 19, two chapters over. You see, why was the Lord with Jehoshaphat? Because you know what? He walked in the ways of the Lord. And look, God can be with you in that same way. You say, is God with everyone? Look, God is not with everyone. I hate to break it to you. I mean, you see this, you see this throughout the Bible. Just read the Bible, and you see man after man. Look, Samson, for example, the Lord was departed from Samson. He decided to depart from God, get into some sin, and the Lord was not with him in a season of his life. In a season of his life. Saul, for example, King Saul, a man who started off humble, who started off right. The Bible says that the Lord was departed from Saul. Look, realize, look, the Lord may be with you today, praise the Lord, but you know what? He may not be with you tomorrow. It's a choice that we make every single day. Second Chronicles 19, look at verse number three. Nevertheless, there are good things found in thee. In this time, we have the prophet reproving Jehoshaphat, and that thou hast taken away the groves out of the land, notice, and has prepared thine heart to seek God. See, you seeking the Lord is a decision you make in your mind and your heart because nobody can force you to do that. And, like, and, and I believe that the Lord knew Jehoshaphat would, would come into his kingdom with his heart ready, not just to build a massive army for himself. No, it's prepared and ready to seek the Lord. And like when you come to church, you should come ready to listen, to hear, to seek the Lord. You, think people, you, don't, you don't think people come to church and they don't come prepared? They don't come prepared to what the Bible says? They don't pay attention? Look, when we wake up in the morning, we should prepare ourselves our day every day to seek the Lord by reading the Bible and praying. It's choice we make in our mind, in our heart. You and your life, you have to decide in your heart right now, the choices I make from here on out are going to be based on what does the Bible say? Because look, the Lord being with you today is not a guarantee that the Lord will be with you tomorrow. And look, that should scare us. It should scare us that, you know what, God can be with us one day, but that's not doesn't mean he's going to be with us forever, for the rest of our life. He's going to bless us. Second Chronicles, go to chapter 15. Go to Second Chronicles 15. Realize, look, that just because God may be with you today does not guarantee he will be with you tomorrow. And look, that's a scary, that's a scary thought. Second Chronicles 15, look, verse number one. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, verse two. And he went out to meet Asa. Here we have Asa, who is Jehoshaphat's father. And said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. He said, the Lord is with you. That's a great statement. But notice, he said, notice, while ye be with him. He said, the Lord is with you, Asa, while ye be with him. Notice, and if, because it's a choice you make. It's It's a decision you choose to make. If ye seek him, he will be found of you. But notice, it's a scary phrase. I don't know, this scares me. But if ye forsake him. If you start going down a path that is against what the Bible says, doing things like uh, not what God wants you to do, taking you away from God, taking you away from what God wants you to do, if you forsake him, notice he will forsake you. That's a scary verse. You know, and you read the Bible, obviously throughout the Bible you see, you see God doing this. God was not with the nation of Israel at this time. He was not with them. God at some point could have been blessing in your life, and hopefully he has, but you know what? Realize like, that blessing is not just always guaranteed. God gave them the tabernacle. He gave them the house of God, but he took it away. Look, realize, look, in your life, look, realize that God is with you while ye seek him. So choose every day to seek God. Choose to be with him. Why? Because, look, it's something that we choose to do in life. Go to 2 Chronicles 26, chapter 26. 
Second Chronicles 26. You see, why was God with Jehoshaphat? Well, because Jehoshaphat sought the Lord. He walked in his ways. Second Chronicles 26. And I, could, I could only imagine Asa, Jehoshaphat's father, because the prophet of God rebuked or corrected Asa here. He said, look, God is with you, Asa, as long as he be with him. And I could just imagine Asa, you know, teaching his son, Jehoshaphat, hey, son, you got to learn that God can be with you if you're with him. But if you choose to forsake the Lord in your life, look, God will forsake you. Second Chronicles 26, look at verse number four. And he, Uzziah, another good king, did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. Another great example of a great king. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. Notice, and notice these are three words, as long as. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. See, as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord will be with you while you be with him. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Look, that should scare us in life. That look, that when we start making choices and decisions to move us away from God, what God not want us to do, that, that realize that God's not going to bless that. God's not going to protect that. See, the reason that God blessed Jehoshaphat is because Jehoshaphat decided to seek the Lord, to walk in his ways. So you in your life, you make decisions based on what does the Bible say. Go to Psalm 37, if you would, Psalm 37. In the middle of the Bible, go to Psalms chapter 37. And look, we should desire for the Lord to be with us. But it's not just this thing that it's just going to happen because you just desire it. It's based upon what you do in your life, the choices you make, whether you trust in the Lord by obeying the commandments, you're going to Psalm 37, or if you lean into your own understanding and do things that you want to do. You don't think people live this, this life where people come to church, and, but they live a life that is just not in accordance with what the Bible says? And look, that is, that is not a prosperous life. And look, God wants to help you. He wants to be with you. But it happens when you decide to go home and start applying what the Bible says. Psalm 37, verse 23. Notice what the Bible says. Psalm 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man. You know, this should, be, this should be what we desire. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Somebody who's defined as a good man. Somebody who, who God will look down and say, you know what, brother so-and-so, they do right in the sight of the Lord. We should want this, that the Lord is with you, brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so. Well, how's that done? Well, the steps of a good man, notice, are ordered by the Lord. Taking some orders. Say, hey, boss, hey, Lord, what do you want me to do? Well, the steps of a good man, guess what? They're, they're told this is what you should do. The, you, see, you see the command of what the Bible says. You know you shouldn't be doing that. You know you shouldn't be there. You know you shouldn't be watching that or living that way. And the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And notice, and he, the Lord, delighteth in his way. The Lord delights, wants to bless somebody who is with him, as long as you be with him. So why was the Lord with Jehoshaphat? Well, because Jehoshaphat sought the Lord. He walked in his ways. You see, what's the result of the Lord being with Jehoshaphat? Go to 2 Chronicles 17, if you would. 2 Chronicles 17. You see, why would, I, why would I want God to be with me? Well, we see in Jehoshaphat, a man who, in general, lived a very successful life. Obviously, he wasn't perfect because nobody's perfect. But we see that the result of the Lord being with Jehoshaphat is that the Lord blessed Jehoshaphat. And look, this is, isn't this what we want? The Lord to bless us? 2 Chronicles 17, like verse number 5. 
Therefore, because the Lord is with him, the Lord, notice, established the kingdom in his hand. See, it wasn't Jehoshaphat's his, his, his might. It wasn't his strength. And it wasn't his own wisdom. No, it says the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. And all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presents, and he had riches and honor in abundance. And look, in your life, look, God can bless you. And look, we all want this. We want God's blessing in our lives. And here we see the Lord choosing to bless Jehoshaphat. You see why? Because he was smart? No, because Jehoshaphat just chose to do what the Bible told him to do, to seek the Lord continually. In verse number 10, look, notice what it says. 2 Chronicles 17, verse 10, And the fear of the Lord fell upon all the kingdoms of the lands that were round about Judah, so that they made no war against Jehoshaphat. You know, if I was going to be a king, this is the kind of kingdom I want, where the Lord is blessing me, where I have riches and honor and abundance, people bringing me presents, where there's, people are so afraid to fight me, not because I'm strong, but because they know, you know what, the Lord is with this person. And you don't think people, you don't think this happens? You don't think people make bad decisions and what do they do? They, they want to avoid pastor. They don't, they don't want to look at us. They don't want to look at, look at them. They can't look at them. Like that, that's a scary sign. When you can't even just look at your pastor because you know you're doing something that's, that you shouldn't be doing. But this happens. And look, the fear of the Lord comes upon people because they know, you know what? I can't mess with this person because look, the Lord is with them. And here we see the people, the nations around Jehoshaphat, the fear of the Lord fell upon them. Why? Because, look, they were afraid, to, they were afraid of the Lord. They knew the, the Lord is with him. Verse 11, also some of the Philistines brought Jehoshaphat presents and tribute silver. Verse 12, and Jehoshaphat waxed great exceedingly. You say, what's the result? Why would I want God to be with me? Well, the result is that God can bless you exceedingly. I'm not just talking about money and wealth. Obviously, God can bless you with those things, but God can bless you in other areas of life. You know, in your, in, your, in your marriages, with your child rearing, as a single person, as a Christian in this church, God can bless you with your health. God can bless you in your life exceedingly. In verse 13, and he had much business in the cities of Judah. You see, what's the result of you walking with the Lord, of the Lord being with you? The result is that God will bless you. Go back to Psalms 1, if you would, Psalms chapter 1. Go to Psalms 1. And like, we should desire this as God's people. That the Lord would be with us and bless our lives. Psalm 1. Famous psalm. Obviously, you probably can quote Psalm 1, verse 1. The Bible says, notice, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Here we have somebody who God describes as blessed, who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Notice, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Here we have a man who's making decisions based on what? Not based on what the world says, not based on what the ungodly says, but notice verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. You see, how can God bless me? Well, you choose to delight in the law of the Lord and not make choices based on the ungodly, based on sinners, based on scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Notice, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You know, I read that, I think of Jehoshaphat, who the Lord established his kingdom, that it was unmovable. And we should hope to have a faith that is unmovable and wavering. You know, sadly, people don't have a faith that is unmovable and wavering. Sadly, anything can, anything can knock people out of the Christian life these days. We should desire for a faith that is established, planted like a tree, 
planted in the house of the Lord, where you are not greatly moved, where you're not carried about like a little child. And he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. Notice, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. What, what a great promise from God. That, that everything you do, whatever you do will prosper. You say, how is it done? It's done by you delighting in the law of the Lord, by you seeking the Lord, reading the word of God, and choosing, you know what? I'm gonna just let the good Lord order my steps. I'm gonna trust the Lord and in, in, in all my ways acknowledge him so that he can direct my path. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And Jehoshaphat prospered in his, in his kingdom. They gave him honor. They gave him riches. They gave him, they gave him the proper respect. They were afraid to mess with him, not because of him, because they knew the Lord is with this person. And look, in your life, this, we should want this, that whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And think about that. You know, I want God to prosper in my areas of life. You should want the same thing for you. But how is it done? It's done by you delighting in the law of the Lord, by doing what the Bible says. You see, what's the result of the Lord being with Jehoshaphat? Well, he blessed him. What's the other result? Well, he helped Jehoshaphat. Go to 2 Chronicles 18. 2 Chronicles 18. Look, in your life, we should desire for the Lord to help us in life. 2 Chronicles 18. Not only did the Lord bless Jehoshaphat, but the Lord helped Jehoshaphat. In 2 Chronicles 18, we come to a time when Jehoshaphat is not in the best place. He made a wrong choice. He's fighting alongside a wicked king, King Ahab, and in a battle he should not have been in with the Syrians. And in 2 Chronicles 18, verse 31, here we have Jehoshaphat in the midst of the battle that he shouldn't be in. But notice what it says in verse 31. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat, that they said, it is the king of Israel. Therefore they compassed about him to fight. But notice, but Jehoshaphat cried out, and notice this phrase. It says, and the Lord helped him. You know, in times where we're going through struggles, fears, we don't know what's going to happen, we should have the comfort of knowing that when we cry out to God, that God's going to help us. Because look, in life, look, you're going to come through times when you're going to be afraid. You're going to need God to help you to step in miraculously as he did in this, in this battle. And we should have the confidence of knowing, you know what, I've been living my life according to what the Bible says. I've been striving to seek the Lord every day. And I know that when I cry out to God, God hears my prayer. God can help me. And whether he does or he doesn't, praise the Lord. Let the, let the will of the Lord be done. But just knowing, you know what, I'm doing everything in my power to seek the Lord, to walk in his ways, so that when this time comes, when the battle comes, I don't know what to do in life. I need God to step in. I can cry out, God's going to hear me. But Jehoshaphat cried out, and the Lord helped him. Notice, and God moved them to depart from him. See, there are things in your life that you cannot move. There are things that you can't change. You can't change other people. You can't necessarily change your circumstances sometimes. There are things that you're in your life that maybe only God can step in. And you say, does God want to help me? Yeah, God wants to help you. God can help you. How's it done? Well, if ye, if, if ye seek the Lord, as long as ye seek, seek him, if ye look for him, he will be found of you. If you trust in what the Bible says. Psalm 34, 4, don't turn there, but the Bible says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Look, we should desire, because look, we don't know when the battle's gonna come. And sometimes in life, you're gonna need God to step in. And praise the Lord Jehoshaphat, who at this time was not in the best place. He was still a good man. The Lord heard him and he moved, he moved the circumstances to help Jehoshaphat. 
You see, what's the result of the Lord being with Jehoshaphat? He blessed him. He helped him. But not just that, but he also corrected him. Go to chapter 19, if you would, 2 Chronicles 19. You see, how do I know the Lord is with me? Well, the Lord is with you when he corrects you. Amen. And people don't like that, but look, you, you got to thank God you have a pastor who rips some face Amen. against sin, against all our sins, you know, against pride. Thank God you have that. You know, that, that is proof. You know what? The Lord loves me. The Lord is there for me. 2 Chronicles 19, I want you to notice what Jehoshaphat does. 2 Chronicles 19, verse number one. And Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned to his house in peace to Jerusalem. And Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. You know, thank God that Jehu, God sends Jehu to do what? To reprove Jehoshaphat in his life. And look, all of us, I don't care how good we are, we may be a Jehoshaphat, but look, all of us will go through times when we do wrong. When you say, you know, Lord, I've sinned. And you say, how do I know the Lord is with you? Well, look, the Lord will send Jehu. The Lord will send the man of God, the preacher, to do what? To say, you know what? This is wrong. Should have said, help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord. What you, what the choice you just made was the wrong choice, Jehoshaphat. You got to just get right. Therefore, wrath is upon me from before the Lord. What a scary statement. You know, here we have Jehoshaphat, who the Bible says he was right with the Lord, that the Lord blessed him, helped him, and another example that, that just because God blesses you one day doesn't mean he's going to bless you forever in every choice that you make. Here we see that the wrath of the God was before Jehoshaphat in this time. Why? Because he chose to make the wrong affinity in his life. He chose to listen to Ahab. He chose to be in the wrong battle. And so Jehu reproves him. Verse 3, Nevertheless, there are good things found, good things found in thee, and that thou hast taken away the groves out of the land and hast prepared thine heart to seek God. You know, thank God because of Jehu, Jehoshaphat chooses to get right with the Lord and run back to him. And look, this is why, this is why you, we need church every day, or, you know, three times a week. Because look, in our lives, there's going to be things that we do wrong that we may not even know it was wrong. But you know what? You say, does God love me? Look, whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth and scourgeth every sin whom he receiveth. If he, be, if he be without chastisement, then are ye bastards and not sons. Because God loves you, he will correct you. He will discipline you. He's going to preach the hard sermons against it. Why? Because look, he wants to be with you. He doesn't want you to depart. See, God does everything in his power to keep you close to him. He gave you his word. He gave you your pastor. And thank God our pastor doesn't hold back. You say, look, if you, if you did something that's wrong, then it's wrong. You got to get right. Why? Because look, God has blessed you and he wants to continue to bless you. But when you start making choices that are wrong, when you start going the opposite way, when you forsake the Lord, look, the Lord will forsake you. And that is a scary place to be. Whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth and scourgeth every son, even as a father and the son in whom he delighteth. You see, what's the result of the Lord being with me? Look, the Lord will bless you. He blessed Jehoshaphat. He gave him exceeding riches and honor and abundance. The Lord helped him in a time of trial and struggle. When he couldn't change the circumstances, God stepped in to help Jehoshaphat. And when he did do wrong, guess what? The correction came. The reproof came. Why? Just to put him down? No, just to bring him back, to get him right with the Lord. See, what's the result? God can bless you. God can help you. God can correct you. So then when we see the reason for the Lord being with Jehoshaphat is because he walked in his ways. We see the result. But number three, I want to show you the responsibility of the Lord being with you. 2 Chronicles 17, if you would, so go to 2 Chronicles 17. 
Because, look, we all want God to bless us. And, look, why would God bless Jehoshaphat? Obviously, he walked in his ways. But what you see about Jehoshaphat is that, yes, God blessed him. But Jehoshaphat was a man who took it upon himself to help others. That's one thing I like about this king, is that what you see is that he cared about his people. He cared about helping other people spiritually in their life. So my question for you is, you know, what benefit is it to the Lord for him to bless you? Because, look, the reality is we want God to bless us for our own selfish reasons sometimes. You know, we want God to bless us financially, of course. Is it to build the kingdom of God? Well, of course, but you know what? But also build ourselves. We want God to bless us in our lives just for the sake of this is what I want in life. But Jehoshaphat, who God blessed, you know what? He took it upon himself to help others walk in the ways of the Lord. Second Chronicles 17, look at verse number six again. And his heart was lifted up in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he took away the high places and groves out of Judah. And in verse seven, also in the third year of his reign, notice he sent to his princes, his leaders, the people over the nation, even to Ben-Hale and to Obadiah and to Zechariah and to Nathaniel and to Micaiah, notice, to teach in the cities of Judah. See, Jehoshaphat wanted his people, the people below him, to learn the laws of God. Here we have God blessing him, and like some other bad kings, it's not just for himself. No, Jehoshaphat took those blessings, took those riches, took that honor, and said, you know what, I'm going to use my influence, what God has given me, for the people below me, so that they can learn what the Bible says. Verse number eight, notice what it says. It says, and with them he sent the Levites, even Shemaiah, and Nathaniah, and Zebediah, and Asahel, and Shemaramoth, and Jehonathan, and Adonijah, and Tobijah, and Tobadonijah, Levites, and with them Elisha, and Jehoram, priests. Notice, and they taught in Judah, and had the book of the law of the Lord with them. And what about throughout all the cities of Judah, and notice, and taught the people. You see, when God blessed Jehoshaphat, was it all just for himself? It's just, it's, just, it's just so that I can live my happy life? No, Jehoshaphat took those blessings. You know what? I need to use my influence, my power, what God has given me to help those below me. And look, and this is why, look, in life, sadly, God can't bless everyone. There's only a certain limit of blessings that we can, that we can really take in life before it actually destroys us. Because like you, see, you see people, God blessing them financially, God blessing their business. And what happens? They end up just leaving church, leaving God, not going so many anymore. You see what happened? Well, God blessed them, but they forgot like that blessing came from the Lord. But you see with Jehoshaphat, he was a man who took those blessings and you know what? Used that to help those below him. And look, I want God to bless me in my marriage with my kids financially. But look, but what benefit is it to the Lord for him to bless you or me? Like, would, would other people benefit? Would your church members benefit? Would the lost benefit? See, the, what God has given us is for the sake of other people. Go to chapter 19, if you put chapter 19. And we see Jehoshaphat, a man who invested his life helping those below him get right with the Lord. 2 Chronicles 19, like verse 8. Moreover, in Jerusalem did Jehoshaphat, again, set of the Levites and of the priests and of the chief of the fathers of Israel for the judgment of the Lord and for controversies when they returned to Jerusalem. And he charged them, saying, 
Thus shall ye do in the fear of the Lord faithfully, notice, and with a perfect heart. Again, Jehoshaphat wanting to bring judgment of the Lord onto his people. You say, why? So that they can live right. So that they can have the Lord be with them in their life. So that the Lord can bless them, help them, be there for them. In verse 10, And what cause soever shall come to you and of your brethren that dwell in their cities between blood and blood, between law and commandment, statutes and judgments, ye shall even warn them that they trespass not against the Lord. See, my question is, if God were to bless you with whatever it is that you want, would that make you a better Christian or to make you a worse Christian? Would other people benefit spiritually by your decisions, by what you do, if God blesses you? See, there's, a, there's only so much blessing that we can take before God knows, you know what, I can't give them that much because if I do, that's going to take them away from me. 2 Chronicles 20, look at verse number 20. Next chapter over, 2 Chronicles 20. And I want to show you that Jehoshaphat, throughout his reign, he's always just trying to like help his people. Send the Levites, send the priests, send the book of the law. Use his, use his investments, his time, to what? To help other people. 2 Chronicles 20, verse number 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, in verse 20. And as they went forth, notice, Jehoshaphat stood and said, notice, hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And here we have a time where it's a fearful time. There's an army coming to attack them. But Jehoshaphat, the leader, steps up. So you know what? Hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. He says, believe in the Lord your God. Notice, so shall you be established. A great verse showing that, you know what? Jehoshaphat learned, you know what? The Lord established my kingdom. And if I teach people, look, you got to believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. And then he says, he says, believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. What a great statement. And, and, you know, it's not a magical book. This actually happened. Where a real man stepped up, King Jehoshaphat, and he said, you know what? Trust in the Lord. Believe in the Lord God, and so shall you be established. He said, look, believe his prophets. Believe in the preaching. Why? So shall ye prosper. See, prosperity is not something you do on your own outside of the will of God. Prosperity is when you hear the preaching of the word of God, when you see what the Bible says, and you do what the Bible says, and God allows you to be established. See, what, what would Jehoshaphat do today? He'd, he'd probably come up to this pulpit and he'd say, you know what, believe his prophets. Amen. If it's from the word of God, if it's what the Bible says, and, and, and sometimes we, we just take for granted, you know, the preaching of the word of God, now, we just don't believe the prophets. We don't believe what the Bible says. And we just live in accordance to our own understanding. And we, we make foolish choices that, you know what, we cannot prosper. Why? Because we just don't decide to believe in the Lord our God. You see, what's the responsibility is that, you know what, when God blesses you, it should be for a spiritual reason. You should, you should, you should realize, look, God blessed me. God blessed my marriage so I can have a marriage that is in accordance and pleasing to God. Help me raise my kids properly. Why? So I can do it in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Raise them up right for God. Help me be a better church member. Why? So I can help my fellow church members become better Christians. Help me at my job, not so I can get rich and wealthy, so I can be a light and a testimony to my coworkers. Help my God, help God bless me in my health. Why? So I can just live long and serve him with my life. You know, God can bless you, but what benefit is it to the Lord for him to bless you? Is my question. But we see Jehoshaphat, a man who was concerned with other people, investing in others. Go to Philippians 2. Go to Philippians chapter number 2. 
But sadly, you know, most people, and I'm not, I'm not standing up here saying, like, I'm not like this. We want God to bless us, but sometimes it's for selfish reasons. But look, we should be concerned for other people, concerned for their spiritual walk with God. Philippians 2, look, verse number 4, Philippians 2, 4, the Bible says, look not every man on his own things. It says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. This is a life that we should live. We're not just consumed, concerned or consumed with how my life is, looking after just myself. No, we should be concerned on the things of other people. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, notice, and took upon him the form of a servant, willing to live for others. See, in life, look, God wants to bless us. God can bless us. But you know what? We should live our lives not looking on our own things. To say, God bless me for the sake of me. God bless me so I can glorify you, do what's pleasing in your sight. Help make sure that my kids, my church members, my coworkers, when they see me living this life, I can show them, hey, this is what the Lord would have you to do. Every man also on the things of others. Go to 2 Corinthians 9, if you would, 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Look, there's a responsibility of the Lord being with Jehoshaphat. And he took it well. He took on that responsibility. You know what? God has blessed me, so I better use that to further his agenda, his kingdom. 2 Corinthians 9, look at verse number 8. The Bible says, And God is able, 2 Corinthians 9, and the context is about giving, but notice what it says. And God is able to make, notice, all grace abound toward you. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace. The word grace is unmerited favor. I mean, what, isn't that what we all want? Unmerited favor in all areas. Make all grace abound toward you. It says that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, notice, may abound to every good work. It says God can give you all the grace in life that you need, bless you if you want. You see, for, so I can live for myself and do what I want? No, it says that ye may abound to every good work. That ye may do what God has called you to do in life. That ye may live in a way that is pleasing to him. See, when God blesses you, you got to realize that God blesses you, but you know what? We should use those blessings for him. Because at the end of the day, he's the one that gave them to us. Every good gift comes from above. Everything we have comes from the Lord. The Lord liveth and the Lord taketh away. Everything we have. So we should use all the blessings that God has given us for him. You see, what's the reason for the Lord being with Jehoshaphat? The reason was because he walked in his ways. The result is that God blessed him, God helped him, God corrected him. We see the responsibility that, that, that Jehoshaphat lived for the sake of other people. Go back to 2 Corinthians 17. We'll end here. 2 Corinthians 17. So we should strive to be like this man, Jehoshaphat. Strive to have this phrase about you and about me, that what God can look down and say, you know what, the Lord is with this person. 2 Corinthians 7 verse, 17, verse 3. We'll end here. And the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. What a great statement. You say, why? Because he walked in the first ways of his father David and sought not unto Balaam, but sought to the Lord God of his father and walked in his commandments and not after the doings of Israel. Therefore, the Lord established the kingdom in his hand and all Judah brought to Jehoshaphat presence and he had riches and honor and abundance. You know, as you read this story, you know, you think about being a king 
and all the wealth, the power, you know, all of that, what should stick out to us the most is this phrase, that the Lord is with Jehoshaphat. It's something you should desire in your life. Just choose to seek the Lord. Choose to walk in his ways so, so he can bless you, so he can help you, so he can correct you, so he can be there for you. And when he does bless you, he does help you, use it for the benefit of other people. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning, God. I thank you for your word and for our church and for the example of Jehoshaphat, dear God. I just thank you for the Bible, Lord, and I just pray that you be with each and every one of our lives. And I ask you, please help us all to be close to you and to bless us, to be there for us, and help us not to take for granted that you may be with us one day, but it doesn't guarantee you're always going to be there for us. Help us to be afraid of that because we should always want you to be close to us and with us and help us, Lord. As to be with the rest of this day, be with our pastors, he's away, and his family as they travel back today from Fresno, and uh, be with the services tonight, dear God.